What's up, guys? Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, and uh, thanks as always for downloading this week's radio show that airs in Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, and Kansas. We turn it into a podcast. We appreciate you downloading it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you haven't, please do rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that a whole lot, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie if you do it. And you email me, Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Pretty easy. My name at the website. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the interview with Jen Hale. We continue at Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo, and we now welcome in a uh, special guest. She is Jen Hale, Fox Sports. Of course, um, all over covering the Big 12 is going to be a big part of the conference again this upcoming season. And, Jen, we appreciate a few minutes. And, and let's start off with uh, Big 12 Media Days being in the rearview mirror. Which coach that you spoke with were you uh, most impressed by this week? Oh, good question. Um, you know, you've got a bunch of good coaches here, but i got to go with Bill Snyder just because – I mean, 27 years of coaching, you feel like you're getting to talk to a legend, 78 years old, how much longer will he be around? I asked him about his advice for new coaches, new players, people in general. I really enjoyed getting to visit with him and hear some of his reflections back on more football than probably a lot of us will ever see in our lifetime. He's a special guy. I understand that Maybe some folks at, at, at Kansas State are like, okay, we need to know what's happening in the future. Are you staying? Are you going? But it's, it's been a pretty special ride for that group to have a guy like this for so long. Coaches don't stay with the same program like that anymore. He's, he's one of a kind. Did he give any, uh, you know, he's been pretty quiet about this, Jen. Were you able to pull anything out of him about how long he's going to continue to do this for? <laughs> yeah, that's a golden question, right? Yeah. yeah, I asked him, I phrased it, how long will this wonderful ride last for you? And the short answer is no. I didn't get any breaking news that you <laughs> want to know about. Um, he said, you know, as long as, A, he can be effective, B, the school wants him, and C, his family is on board, that's how long he'll stay. So, you know, still kind of tap dancing around that answer, which I understand can be frustrating for some KSU fans, especially when it comes to recruiting. But um, he certainly has seen a lot of football and has a lot of great memories and stories. He's a guy you'd love to grab a beer with, kick your feet up, and, and just go back through the history book. Jenna Hale is joining us, uh, Fox Sports. She covered Big 12 Media Days as well and uh, was a staple there talking to all the coaches and players. Jen, you know, three coaches here this year, Matt Rule, Lincoln Riley, and Tom Herman, are in their second years uh, in this conference. From what you could tell, did those three guys seem just more comfortable in their skin being in year two? They do, and, and they seem much more optimistic than they did last year. They've had a chance to recruit. They've had some time to install their plans. You know, with the way the college rules work now, there's such a limited time, at least versus what coaches had 10 years ago, that they get to spend with their team. And, of course, there are ways around it. You can tell your team captains to get the guys together off the record, blah, blah, blah. But, but there's much less time overall in general to, to install your offense and defense. So I, I think all three of these guys feel much better at this position at this point now than where they were last year. Um, they, especially like, say, Rule, who's been able to bring in some transfers who have really promised to impact the program. Some really great guys that you think will, will have an immediate and instant effect. Tom Herman, what a great recruiting class. Yeah, it 
probably going to take a little while for them to develop. I, I think Texas has been underdeveloping its players for a long time. When you look at the scant number of Texas players that have made it into the NFL draft, uh, you got to figure that program is not developing the guys like they used to. Uh, I think they're on track to do that much better, much much more thoroughly now. I think for all three of these programs, the trajectory is at least pointing up, and that's something that fans can get excited about. Jen Hale, Fox Sports, joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Uh, you know, Jen, obviously everyone likes Oklahoma, it seems like, at the top of this conference. From from the vibe that you got, who does it seem like is the biggest challenger to this uh, to the Oklahoma Sooners? Is it West Virginia? Is it TCU? Is, the, is it Texas? Is there another wild card out there? You know, we were both there, but who, from the people you talked to, do you feel like was the best team to challenge OU this season? I think West Virginia is going to be the best team to challenge. Uh, Will Greer, wow. An outstanding year last year, especially the end of the season. I mean, my gosh. He completed 80% of his passes against Iowa State, 75% against Texas. As long as he continues to build on that and takes another jump, he just looks to be in an excellent position to drive this team forward and then to propel himself in the NFL draft. I expect him to get a lot of looks. He reminds me a lot of Nick Foles. I've covered Nick for a long time in the NFL and there's so much about that style that to me uh, just matches up. And when you've got a guy like David Sills out there as receiver, they've had two years together. Sills is such a smart receiver. Uh, he, he spent a lot of time at quarterback. That, that, that's where he trained. That's what he came to West Virginia to be. Actually left West Virginia and went to junior college after West Virginia the first time tried to make him a wide receiver and, and played more quarterback at junior college and realized, hey, I think wide receiver's where I need to be. And obviously that worked out pretty well for him considering the numbers he was able to put up last year, a Belitnikoff finalist. You've got to think that move paid off for him. And I think his quarterback experience has really helped him with his route running, to learn defenses, to recognize coverages. I think these two are a pretty dangerous bunch. And let me say, I don't think that they would probably beat Oklahoma, but I do think the sleeper team overall, the team that's probably going to surprise some folks this year, I would go with Matt Rule's Baylor Bears. I think they're really trending in a good direction. Jen Hale, Fox Sports. Uh, Jen, when, when you look at the two coaches that are clearly on the hot seat here, of course it's Texas Tech's Cliff Kingsbury and Kansas's David Beatty. You know, they, these two guys, I thought they were much more open and honest about the fact that, yeah, their jobs are on the line this year. Last year they played it a little closer to the vest. So what was what was the reaction and vibe you got from these two guys going into a season knowing that it's, it's kind of put up or shut up time? It absolutely is. And, you know, that's the one thing I love about media days. You get much more honest, much more candid answers, I think, than during the season when the pressure's really on. Uh, Kingsbury, we, we talked openly. Yeah, his athletic director has said, I expect to see improvement. And if there is an improvement, uh, I think the writing's on the wall. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's, it's, it's do or die time, put up or shut up. Uh, so we're about to see exactly what Cliff Kingsbury is made of and, and how much of a pivotal year this is, how much can he force that defense, get that defense to progress. Obviously, the offense puts up some amazing numbers. But you've got to have, to some extent, complementary football. It can't be one-sided. And he's got to contain the hemorrhaging on the defensive side. Um, I think this year really could be T.J. Vasher's coming out party. I expect him to be a big focal point of this offense. True, he does have to decide on a starting quarterback. That's going to help. Um, but, but the 
the vibe I got from at least the players at Media Day, because the whole team's not there, right? It's just a select few. Mm-hmm. And the team still seems to be buying in, and that's, that's really important. Uh, Justice Parker, uh, amazing story, a walk-on transfer who got this great scholarship. I think he's going to possibly be the heart and soul of that defense, really helping ignite and bring folks together and keep people working. So I wouldn't count Texas Tech out just yet, but I would most definitely say, and I think, I think Cliff would, would admit to you openly that, yes, if this year does not go well, it's probably his last year at Texas Tech. As for, as for David Beatty, wow, 3-33, that's a tough record. He also has to decide what he's going to do at quarterback. Um, that's one of the storylines that really strikes me about the Big 12 this year, how unsettled that quarterback position is for so many teams. Uh, again, this is this is a team that has a, a standout wide receiver. Uh, I would say Steve Sims is arguably the best player on offense with his quickness, his ability to set up defenders, and I think he's only, only gotten better. Um, Beatty, Beatty also has to turn in at least a promising performance, at least show that the program is turning things around and starting to trend in the right direction if he wants to be there next season. And he knows that. That's no That's no secret to anybody. Uh, the good thing for him, he is returning a massive number of starters. So that should help him compared to some of these other programs that, you know, are putting together entirely new offensive lines or linebacker cores. He's had a lot of starters, a lot of guys with experience that should be able to uh, carry a lot more weight, a lot more responsibility this year. Janice, someone that's done uh, sidelines for, for the NBA, for the NFL, for, for college football, what, what makes college football maybe different or, or in some ways more special than the other sports that you cover? Ah, here's where I get in trouble. Okay, <laughs> honest answer, I, I, I think the fans are, are great in, in every sport, but there is something different. There is an added layer. I'm from New Orleans. We would call it Lanyap. There's a little lanyap when it comes to that college football atmosphere. It's compared to these professional sports, and I hope the college game doesn't lose that. I know money is important. You got to build facilities. You got to impress recruits. Yada yada yada. But all these seat licenses that we're seeing, I hope they don't chase away the true blue, um, die-hard generation of fans. You know, their whole family has grown up rooting for XYZ school. Uh, in favor of these corporate guys, these corporate girls who come in as, as a business trip. Because to me, it, it's that college atmosphere. There's nothing like it. You want to go tailgate all day before, before your team plays. And if you win, you want to go tailgate all night after. And sometimes even if you lose, you want to go drown your sorrows. Um, I did my undergrad at LSU, and, and you know, that's, that's one of the kings of tailgating, of course. It's just such a special loyalty. It's such a special group. You really identify with with your college team. And and that's the biggest difference to me in, in, say, covering an NFL versus a college game. There are a few NFL teams and stadiums that have somewhat of a similar aura. Kansas City has a great atmosphere. Uh, The Superdome with the Saints has a fabulous atmosphere. But by and large, there's not much tailgating for the NFL. You don't see the fervent, died-in-the-wool fans that you see in college. Um, And in college also, almost every guy there is playing for his future, playing for a chance to take the next step. At the professional level, yeah, you have some guys who want to continue, but you have a lot of guys who don't feel like they're getting paid enough, don't feel like they're being used in a way that demands respect and reflects their pay grade. 
They're afraid they're not going to get renewed. They don't want to get hurt before they can get another contract with another team. So I, I think there are oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes you see a lot more heart and passion both from the stands and from the field in college football versus the pros. Well, that's fantastic stuff. She is a Jen Hale, Fox Sports. You'll see her on the sidelines at uh, Big 12 games this fall. And, Jen, we really appreciate you joining us for a few minutes. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, guys. So much fun. Well, we appreciate Jen Hale joining us. You'll see her on the sidelines this fall. So thanks to her. And uh, we will talk to you guys very soon. A lot more content coming your way. Don't forget it, heartlandcollegesports.com.